everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk. My name is Samantha Letts and I'm here with my father and my co-host, Elliot Letts. Hey everybody, how's it going? Our podcast, if you didn't know, is about two different views on everyday important world topics. Today we are talking about the coronavirus pandemic. What you're going to get is a point of view from a teenager and a 47-year-old father and how we can have differences and respect the differences, but we're also going to have some similarities as well. So, as she said, our first topic is going to be the pandemic, and uh, I understand you got a question for me. So, my life in school didn't really change because I was homeschooled the entire year, which terrible, hated it. But when coronavirus like attacked, <laughs> basically, my sister. Maya, she had to stay home and do her school. Now I know for work, you had to stay home and do work, but it was very different for you than it was for people who still could go to their office. Yeah, well, because it was different for me as well. For years of my working life, I always left the house. I never worked from home. So I was blessed to be able to still have a job as compared to most people, I mean, as you know, Unemployment got well above 16%, which huge numbers. We're talking about things that haven't happened for over 100 years. But ultimately, for me having to be able to work from home, it was different because I had to teach myself the discipline to work from home. And it's a completely different atmosphere when you, you know, you're used to putting on clothes, going to the office, and, you know, turn on your computer, doing everything you do. It's a different environment. It's completely different. I mean, I came, I, my, my work clothes turned into pajama pants. That, that's what my work I get, I get exactly what you're saying, because for 10 months, that was literally my life. Yeah, I, I, and what, what struggles did you go through? I know the pandemic didn't cause what happened, but going to homeschool... What were the struggles that you dealt with versus going to classes? I actually had to, you know, know that, okay, I've got to do turn in some work today instead of like, oh, you know, I have, it's flex schedule. I can do it whenever I want. But I learned that maybe I shouldn't do that, which is why I struggled towards the end, even with everything else going on. I was able to um, do my own schoolwork and figure it out for my sister. She was like, okay, this is very strange, Samantha. How have you been doing this for all this time? So the fact is when you go back to discipline, okay, uh, in order to have the wherewithal of working from home or doing your schoolwork from home, it's having that schedule. And as you said, you had a flex, which meant that you, know, you got in touch with your classes when you got in touch with your classes. Even with your sister now, having to come home to do work, do school work from home, she still had a schedule that she had to stay in. I still had a schedule to work from home. I still had to be on my computer by 8.30. I had to work my scheduled hours. It was just weird because I was in my own environment. And I like to compartmentalize. It's a hard word for me to say. But basically, I like to separate parts of my life. And I wasn't able at times to separate work from home. You know, having my family sit around me while I'm doing my job is And not... constantly bothering you. <laughs> Can we do this, Daddy? Can we do this? Well, again, yes, it's not the typical atmosphere. For that... which you work, yeah. So when I was with my grandparents at the beginning of the pandemic, 
um, they were they said Samantha we can't do much and I know when you're here we always go out and we go to the movies or whatever but we really can't do that now I was like new to the whole coronavirus actually becoming a deal thing because this was back in March maybe mm-hmm. early March so before school ended for everyone and I was like what do you mean the coronavirus is not even anywhere near America so that explains how much I was not getting any information um, for about the coronavirus. I was very shallowed in my own life that I really didn't realize how. Okay. Now, the question I have for you, though, is you are very protective, being the oldest of four kids. Uh, you're very protective of everybody else around you, and, and you have a tendency to also get overly concerned and stressed out and have anxiety attacks of certain things. So when you saw everybody having to stay home, when you saw everybody now being told that they can't do this and they can't do that, and you're not one to be told you can't do something. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, how did that affect you hearing, not from your parent saying you can't do it, but actually from society saying you can't go to the mall. You can't go to the park or whatever. Black Widow, the movie, um, I'm a big Marvel fan. Black Widow was supposed to come out May 1st. I was like, I'm going to see that. It's going to be great. And then movie theaters were shut and the movie got pushed to November. So it was really difficult for me actually realizing that I wasn't going to see this movie I had been waiting for, which sounds like a not big problem, but for a 15-year-old girl who has literally been waiting for this for years now, it's a big deal. And for me, it, to be told that you got to stay home, uh, not, it didn't really affect me all that much. I mean, it's like, okay, I got to stay home. Uh, it was weird, though, was when they started opening up and I could actually go out, but I was working from home. So not I would literally be home Monday through Friday, and then Saturday would come and it, like I'd be out in the car being able to, I just to run an errand. I felt like a, you know like the puppy dog with his head outside <laughs> the window, you know. Oh, I get to go do something! Yeah, 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 yeah! I get to get out of the house. So that for me was the biggest transition was realizing okay, what I took advantage of was the normal stuff for me. Now I'm home. Well, when you're told to be home. It's like a kid. I don't want to be here. Exactly. You know? And uh, you do develop a form of cabin fever to a certain degree, but ultimately, you know, as we hopefully get further and further away from this thing uh, and life becomes more normal, but you know, people have to act responsibly for life to become more normal. Um, the, the thing that I wanted to really ask you in the sense of what changes was also being a child of divorce you know, having two parents and households to go to and stuff. How was it different in one household versus the other household and, and what you were being shown and taught and necessary? So my dad's house, um, we wear masks, we use hand sanitizer. When we go out, we have to spray our masks and alcohol when we come back. My mom's house, we really never left the house anyway. But when we did, we didn't have to wear masks. Hand sanitizer was nothing. We didn't do that. I remember one time, two different times, my dad took me to Goodwill and my mom took me to Goodwill. Two different occasions. Um, my dad, mask on. We're going to hand sanitize when we get home. My mom, you guys want to go to Goodwill? We don't have masks, but let's go to Goodwill. So the thing, 
My parents also have two to different views on it, but I'm saying masks are probably something you should wear based on statistics. Coronavirus was big in Michigan and New York, and now Florida, of all places, um, has the most coronavirus cases, which is a drastic change from the north to now the south. Yeah, uh, and it goes back to leadership, and one of the things is a, I'm constantly reading the news, I'm constantly seeing what's going on and, and paying attention to those sort of things, and I'm not saying that you don't, but not to the same degree I don't that spend I do. my time reading articles. So the thing is, is that when I bring up or I ask you how Governor DeSantis makes this decision or Mayor, Mary Cur Mayor Curry makes this decision, I don't know if you actually understand 100% what I mean by that decision and how it's affecting things. So you, we, for the longest time, for about a month and a half, we were at a stay-at-home order from DeSantis, from Governor DeSantis, okay? That got lifted and we went into this one, two, three phase mm -hmm. plan to start opening everything up here in Florida. And then what seemed to happen, everything crashed and burned. The cases rised, which no one expected that to actually happen because they were like, oh, the coronavirus is over, when in reality, social distance, wear your masks, don't go places you don't need to go. But this is where I feel the difference in age groups are because when Corona was first affecting everybody, they were talking about the senior citizens and older people and people with health issues, and those were the people who were really being affected. And yes, there's no question about it. But when they started to open things up, the young people are the ones who are now causing the biggest problems because they're not wearing masks. They're the ones who are going around not social distancing. They're having these big parties they're not supposed to be having. And the thing is, they may not be having the issues in the sense of the health, even though it is now becoming more pragmatic, it's a situation where they're actually carrying it on to their relatives. So my question is this, where's the respect factor? That's what I ask, okay? Why, as a younger person, and I'm not saying not you, because I know that you have, you, you, you wear your mask, I see you do. I it, have and younger things. siblings and okay. people I live with who really need to be protected, so I typically wear my mask. Okay, but why is it that there's that whole generational divide of people who are like, I don't need to and I don't care? Well, but, well one of the major things is you can't tell Gen Z, which is my generation, what to do. We don't like it. Um, but if we feel like we've made a mistake, we will crawl into a shell. So... I mean, we were like, okay, we're going to follow these rules, we're going to stay home, we're going to yell at people who don't stay at home, but once the order got lifted, the stay-at-home order got lifted, they were like, oh, freedom, we're going back to school in August, which is, in reality, you're probably not going back to school in August. Well, you mentioned Gen Z, and bear with me, I'm Generation X, X whatever, I don't, anyway, I'm from this, I was born in the 70s, I was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> the, the... The idea, though, that you say this Gen Z, I mean, what age group does that cover? Um, it covers, like, so my younger siblings are not part of Gen Z. They are 10 and 8. 7. 7. Soon to be 10. And 9 and 7. There you go. Okay, 9 and 7. Um, my sister and I, uh, Maya, we are almost 14, she's almost 14, and 15. So, we both share really common ideas with the kids who are our age group and a little bit older. So, I think it's like 19 to maybe 12 
years old now. Of course, that'll shift when the next year comes around. So, you, but you, I see you're constantly on TikTok. You're constantly on uh, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, um, whatever else. Out. I mean, it's beyond my. Thing. You make fun of me because I only go on Facebook, but whatever. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I see all these influence that come to you and. You're very much involved with, and you're like, hey, daddy, look at this, and shove it in my face. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, let me see first. Uh, so what about these influencers? Why aren't they putting out there a more responsible look at what's going on? They are. So In what way? Zendaya. Um, not more or less the pandemic, but more or less Black Lives Matter. She um, was like, this is what's going on. You guys need to learn about this now. Other people who are wearing masks and showing that you need to wear masks, Lexi Rave, Avengers Endgame actress, she's wearing her mask everywhere. She went to Wild Adventures, socially distanced, wearing her mask, along with all of her family. There's a lot of celebrities and actors and singers who are showing you need to wear your mask. Robert Downey Jr. is one of them. He posted a picture of his Iron Man mask wearing a mask. Okay. But... Let's talk specifically about not the celebrities, because I do believe that celebrities are being more responsible about this situation. I'm talking about truly what you follow, which are the TikTok. And, I don't and, follow many TikTok people. Okay. Uh, Charlie D'Amelio and Dixie D'Amelio are the only two TikTok people who I follow. They're sisters, um, 15 and 18. They're very responsible with the masks. Um, I mainly, mainly follow actors. They're all showing what needs to be done. So I can't really say much for the TikTok people. I know that there are a lot of them are younger and are being really stupid. So I don't follow many of them, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, because TikTok is a younger generation thing. You have to understand. I'm not I, I don't see many 40 plus year old people on TikTok. My grandmother's okay. on TikTok. Okay. Actually being an influencer on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> They may watch it every now and then. I get it. But uh, it's a situation where that's the concern I have with the generational divide is the fact that the people who do the influencing on TikTok, on Instagram, on um, YouTube, I don't see the responsibility being done when I do view some of these things. Okay? And... It's a me generation. You know, it's the 15 seconds of fame. It's the, uh, what can I get done in 156 characters on Twitter? So you you have these influencers who have this ability. And one of the things I'm proud of that you starting this podcast is maybe showing that point of view that you can still be an influencer and have a more positive effect on people and doing more of the right thing. Because I do think that you do the right thing more often than not, uh, you know, and, and you understand living in three generations in this house, at least, that you have to be responsible for what you do because it can have a carryover effect. I don't think a lot of people are recognizing that in any generation when it comes to this pandemic. And that's the reason why we've seen the explosive numbers that we've seen, because we even have, in my opinion, someone sitting in the White House who doesn't under, who understand the responsibility of what really is going on here. I don't want to get much into politics, but he did, the man in the White House, as you said, um, 
he told his pe his people, I'm using quotation marks, um, if you wear a mask to my rally, you are offending me. So saying that kind of made the statistics go up because you're telling people to not wear a mask. Well, would you agree that he is probably the number one influencer in the United States? Yes, so, definitely. Okay. If you like him or not, he's, his ideas are definitely influencing how you live your life. So if he's the number one influencer uh, and you have medical experts who are saying doing this is, is going to help the situation not doing this is going to hurt the situation and he has changed his tune a little bit tiny bit he has changed his tune he's told people that if you want to wear a mask that's up to you please wear a mask i'm having a rally okay. you don't have to wear a mask but it would be you should wear a mask you know to me it comes down to ego mm -hmm. and i know you say you don't want to make this political but their politics are going to come into this conversation it's just how it is politics kind of made its way into the pandemic if you're a democratic um party you're gonna wear your mask if you're republican you really don't care i mean that's kind of just like putting people in groups that i really shouldn't be putting people in groups but based on how it looks i'm kind of right well, from your point of view and seeing things at your age, I can understand what you say. That I don't necessarily look at it as Republican or Democrat. I look at it as who is doing the influencing and who people are following. Because I believe that there are plenty of there are plenty of Republicans and there are plenty of Democrats who are opposite sides. I think there are plenty of Democrats who aren't wearing their masks, and I think there's plenty of Republicans who are wearing their masks. Well, that's why I said I really shouldn't put people in groups, but. When you are 15, really, I really don't understand politics as much as other kids my age do. So when I see Trump saying, don't wear your mask, it offends me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wear my mask. I don't particularly like you. All right. So being independent in that way or independent thinking in that way, I agree with you. I'm going to do what I feel is beneficial and this is where I'm going to be selfish, beneficial to me and my family. You know, I have my 75-year-old mother who lives with us. Now, while she is probably healthier than all of us put together, the fact of the matter is, is that this disease is susceptible to the elderly. So I have to look at that and I have to be careful about that. So yes, I sanitize my hands and I wear my mask. And it, tell you the truth, it's an inconvenience to me too because I'm not one who really want to wear the mask, but I do it. I smile at people. They can't see I'm smiling. That hurts. That hurts me. Because if I smile at someone and they're like, why is she looking at me? Because I'm wearing a mask. It just, I smiled at someone at the 4th of July event last night. I was like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. They can't see me smiling. <laughs> well, people say that, but I think when you smile, you not only smile with your mouth. You smile, you smile with, with your eyes. With your eyes and your cheeks. So I don't think it's 100% true. But listen, I have to say that um, you know we're going to continue dealing with this issue for a little while. Uh, it's going to be, uh, as they say, flatten the curve, whatever eventually that, uh, that means. We're going to have to accomplish that. And hopefully it doesn't mean shutting things down because I, I am an economic person and I know how much that affects the economy by shutting People's things down. People's jobs. Yeah, I mean, it got scary, and it's still scary but out there. But all the fast food places, 
They stayed open. If you had a fast food job, you're good. Well, again, not the job I'm striving for, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, yes, uh, there were certain... But, again, what I didn't understand, and, again, my confusion in this whole thing, is you shut down open places like the beach and golf courses and park, but it's okay to go to Walmart. The beach was the first place that was open. Yeah, but do you the, realize that? Yes, I do realize that. That was so dumb. But it's a, people are not just gonna. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but people are not just gonna use the beach for walking like they said it was gonna be used for. They're gonna go swimming if they want to go swimming. True, but do you not agree that if you're in an open space, you have more opportunity to be socially distant versus? I'm gonna follow these arrows in Publix and Walmart. Nobody follows those arrows. Exactly. Thank you very much. I've seen the workers not follow those arrows. <laughs> so I, you're kind of proving my point, okay? Right. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where where we put the emphasis on what's allowed and what's not allowed kind of made me laugh as this thing was going along. Plus this idea that this, you know, the person who is bagging all my groceries, doing all this stuff, doesn't have gloves on, doesn't have anything, but we have this plastic partition between us, and that's supposed to protect what's yeah, going people, on. Yeah, people were like, oh, I don't have to wear gloves because I'm wearing my mask. Coronavirus can be transferred through literally anything. Yeah, true. And I, I, that's coming from someone who doesn't wear gloves. I don't typically wear gloves, but I'm not going around shaking people's hand. Hi, how are you? Unless it's my dad. I constantly shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're very, uh, very, 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 very formal. Very Hello, formal. Nice, to meet, nice you. to meet you too. Very formal. Um, anyway, uh, I think that uh, we may have uh, taken our time in this situation. So, how do you want to uh, say fairly well for today's uh, podcast? Then I'll say this. Listen, I appreciate everybody tuning into Let's Chat. This is Let's Talk. Excuse me, I apologize. Um, she changed the name on me at the last minute. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate everybody tuning in to Let's Talk. We're going to make this a weekly podcast. This was our first edition. Uh, by all means, uh, you can go on to our Facebook pages. Uh, mine is Elliot Letts, and we have Samantha, Samantha Letts. And you can go on to our Facebook pages and put in suggestions that you like to have us talk back and forth about in generational divide. And we'll even get a little steamy every now and then. But uh, I think we're both pretty much on the same page on this one. So we thank you for listening. Samantha, what do you have to say? Uh, if you're on Spotify, give a follow. If you're on any other platforms, like, follow. I don't really know how the other platforms work. But follow to get updates on our podcast. Excellent. And with that, I say... Uh, Chat at you later. Talk to you later. Oh, okay. Talk to you later. That works too. <laughs>